0: No! <laughs> mojo curio company in forestville california and online at luckymojo.com I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of Papa in Omaha, Nebraska. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Man Ali of theconjureman.com in Mission Viejo, California. And this week's special co-host, Miss Mike Hell of hoodofoundry.com in Willits, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, John St. Germain of JohnSaintGermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee, bringing us today's topic on weight loss. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodoists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co hosts, Tajaman Ali and Miss Michael.
1: Tajaman Ali. Thank you for that lovely introduction, uh, Papa Newt. It's always great to have your uh, guidance and uh, intro and hearing your lovely voice. Miss uh, Kat is away this week, and so we are being joined by the inimitable and wonderful. Uh, Miss Michael, who will be filling in her shoes, so we're very excited to have uh, Miss Michael on. She is a fan favorite uh, and a regular here at the Lucky Mojo. Who do rootwork hour? I am uh, the other co-host, Conjurman Ali, and I'm glad to have all of you here on this kind of warm summer's day uh, as as we're approaching the end of August here. So a couple updates. Uh, on my end, and then we'll check in with Ms. Michael, and then uh, we'll see where to go from there as we wait for our guest uh, to call in, who is John St. Germain. I think he's running a little bit late, um, but we'll see. Uh, updates on my end, I've been quite busy. The end of summer always brings for me a kind of uh, moment of, of increased activity, mostly because uh, you uh, two things happen at the same time. On one end, uh, I have an increase in clients. Clients show up particularly worried about uh, their children. Uh, I don't have a lot of – some some students also approach me as well. Oh, I'm starting school again. What can I do to make sure I do well? Or I'm really worried my GPA wasn't so good last year. What can I do this year around to make it better? Um, but mostly it's parents, parents going – My kids are going off. What can I do to protect them? What can I do to ensure that they stay on the right path? How can I ensure that they will be good? Uh, So a lot of kind of uh, work in regards to that. More often than not, uh, you know, done without the uh, child's notice. Uh, A lot of kind of fun, sneaky tricks, things to put in their children's uh, laundry or clothes or hide amongst the things that they will be taking with them when they move to the dorms and whatnot. Uh, crown of success work. So lots of kind of academic achievement work, while at the same time, I get an increase in sort of love work, a lot of reconciliation. Summer, I've always called it kind of the summer of love, especially towards the end of summer, people start to think about the fall. They start to think about Thanksgiving. They start to think about Christmas. Even though it's several months away, they start to think about it. And so people start to show up and ask about Former lover. So, a lot of reconciliation work and a lot of work uh, for student success. At the same time, events going on, my day job as a historian and uh, as a uh, professor at uh, uh, higher education or a lecturer at higher education starts as well. And so, I, I Lots of kind of dealing with that, class prep, lesson prep, assigning readings and things like that. So it's always been a quite a busy time. I've spent the past week deciding that I'm going to organize my piles of books. So as anyone who has listened to this podcast knows, I have a basically a mini library of roughly 5,000 books. Uh, And they're growing each day as I order more and more. Um, And uh, they're all on bookshelves, all wonderfully put away, except for like a few... I would say 20 to 30, sometimes a little bit more books that are in piles around my bed or around my house. These are books that I actively am working on. I'm reading them all at the same time. I'm doing research. And so I decided this past week that I'm going to do some book organization for those books because they're in piles. And every time I'm like, okay, where's that one book? I kind of go flipping through all the different piles of books to find them. The bookshelves are wonderfully organized, and so now I'm in the process of organizing the piles of books. So this week has been all about administrative work, prep work, and doing some wonderful work. That's updates from my end of the world. Not as exciting as usual, but uh, a lot of busy Taurus work, which I enjoy. Let's see what Ms. Michael is up to and how she's doing. Ms. Michael
2: Well, I got to pick up my jaw off the floor here because I have never, <laughs> ever tried to read more than three books at a time, but then I'm not a college <laughs> professor, So, uh, I I remember the days when I had uh, a six-foot-tall bookshelf in every room of my house,
3: oh, and we've
2: gone through some ups and downs since then, and so we're down to like one bookshelf, and it's mostly got candles in it, <laughs> uh, but uh, back in the in the uh, bookshelf in every room days, I counted up my collection once, and I had about 1,000 mm-hmm. books. Not oh, bad for wow. a high school dropout, as I was back then. No
1: bad at all. Um,
2: I did eventually manage to get my GED. Uh, oh, wonderful. You know, after I had, after I had uh, kids in school. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Let's see. But news. I have been dealing with some medical issues. Nothing – well, it would be dire if it were left untreated, but it's not being left untreated. I'm getting wonderful, wonderful care – but oh, good. it does take a, a fair amount of time, and it is taking. It is putting some limitations on my energy, so mm-hmm. um, you know I do have to kind of budget that uh, mm-hmm. for the next mm-hmm. you know few months or so. It's it's not going to be a permanent condition. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm 63 years old, and they tell me I've only got 10 or 20 years left to live. So I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but.
1: Well you, you know, self care uh, is, is super important and
2: self care self so, care uh, is super important and and it's not just um looking at kitten videos. You know. Yes, It is that's so true. <laughs> it requires a little more self discipline than, than I'm quite contented with. Uh it means going to bed before sunrise, which um gets more and more difficult as as uh the world around me grows more interesting. hmm um, But anyway, that's that's under good control. Uh my other so life has been kinda of quiet for me. And I get up in the morning and most days I'm I'm happy to get to work and, and uh work and you know, put spells together on my workbench and answer emails and things until suddenly it's nap time. Uh, <laughs> and then I I'm a big proponent. Nap time, I was yes. just nap say time is a I'm a big thing.
1: proponent of n- nap time It's very good for you
2: yeah. uh, you know
1: i've got to say i i've I've always been struck by how napping is not something that is uh, endemic to American culture or or part of American culture. People nap, but nap time is seen as a kind of uh, kids do that but and older people do that yeah but naps aren't really i mean there's 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 a culture that's now slowly trying to develop whereas in the rest of the world or I should most of the world, certainly naps are mm-hmm. part of society. I mean, you, you take a siesta, you take a mid afternoon nap. I mean, Middle Eastern culture, as, Latin American culture, Mediterranean. Yeah. Culture, all as have as naps. much to
2: escape, as much to escape the heat. As, yeah. Very as much so. To rest up. Yeah. Yeah. And in the colder parts of the world, we send our little children to bed so that their parents can rest. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> this actually brings us to to I think uh, our topic quite well. Uh, John St Germain hasn't joined us yet, but I'll keep my eye out on him. Uh, should he pop up, uh, raise his hand in the chat I will, or in the um, uh, list, I will I will make him live and he can join us. Uh, but until he does, I think we can carry on with the topic that he. Proposed, which was uh, weight loss, um, and I think that ties into health and self-care uh, quite a bit. And, and I think this is a great segue into it. Your your discussion uh, of health and napping and and things you do to take care of yourself, because weight loss is fundamentally about uh, taking care of yourself. So I'm going to start us off, and then we'll we'll open this up, and maybe we can get Papa Newt if he's not too busy to, to chime in every once in a while with his uh, thoughts as well. And we'll get a whole. Uh, discussion going here. Um, so weight loss, when we, when we talk about weight loss, this is really a a very modern uh, type of concern. Uh, there's root work that's pretty old root work in, from the 20th century that deals with beauty, that deals with enchantments, that deals with health, um, and even some regarding weight, but there isn't a, there isn't a mass amount of Focus on things like weight loss. That is is a more contemporary kind of hoodoo moment, and I think it's reflective in many ways of looking of at of society we live in with diet fads and health crazes. And i I'm um, um, you know, you know, I remember not too long ago the acai berry, right? It was the super fruit, and everyone was putting acai on everything. And mm-hmm. you know, and of course, people who who had acai as part of their Cultural cuisine for ages. Like okay, yeah, duh. But weight loss is part of a broader uh, Hoodoo tradition of of health. Um, You know, this is this is a a a form of root work about taking care of the physical body, about bringing about Mm -hmm. health, about. And it's not always done in the same way that we do diets and fads. At least this is how I approach it. Whereas diets and fads are very focused on quick weight loss, uh, on certain types of goals. I want to lose this much by this date. They're very focused on that. Um, Whereas I think weight loss from the hoodoo tradition is much more about bringing in health. So it's less about, oh, I need to lose this amount by this date to look this way. Mm -hmm and much more about, I need to feel healthy, and I want to look good in my own eyes and others' eyes. So there's an element of discipline, there's an element of health, there's an element of of, of balance and harmony, all in that type of work. And the best? Forms, in both forms of root work will incorporate all of these components. And I think that's the most successful way to approach weight loss root work. Less, I think the kind of goal-oriented, time-oriented tends to be much more short-term and perhaps even short-lived in that regard. But, but what do you think about weight loss magic and weight loss hoodoo, Ms. Um, Michael?
2: Well, as anybody who's seen a picture of me knows, uh, it's not something I spend a lot of time on. Uh, root work. I mean, sorry, weight loss is a struggle for practically everybody who has to undertake it, and that is Mm -hmm. why it's short lived. For one thing, that you are going against the body's biological drive to prevent starvation, yeah. And this is why you know the first 10, 20 pounds may peel off relatively easy, but the next 10, and it It's like climbing Mount Everest, and and if you need to lose more than that, God help you, which is where magic comes in. But it's because after that 20 pounds, the body says, okay, this is famine time. we got to conserve. And not Mm -hmm. only by uh, holding on to the excess fat tissue, but by kicking up the appetite. Go out and hunt Mm -hmm. damn snails if you have to. We need to eat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and the, the magic in my experience is most effective when it aligns with a biological drive. Yeah. Uh, so, you can't, it's very, you could do things like, like a, a mimetic spell where you're acting out your desire. For instance, if mm-hmm. you could uh, uh, make a little mold of, of uh, the Venus of Willendorf, or somebody, or you know, some mm-hmm. little plump figure in ice, for instance, mm. and then set it out in the sun, the healing, life-giving sun, to melt down
3: mm-hmm.
2: and pray over it. Um, but you know, that's but that's what the body is trying to prevent.
1: Yeah, you don't absolutely. want to waste away I, and be a puddle. Exactly, and I think. Um, Weight loss, I think, in a sort of broader and epidemic kind of uh, fashion, is really a, a contemporary problem. That's not to say heavy set or fat people didn't exist before, um, you know, the modern era. They certainly did, but it was often a sign of of, of wealth or uh, class played a particularly large role in it. But I think modern American, modern capitalistic society in particular, in which uh, food is is fundamentally created through Um, process, right? Um, It tends to affect uh, a certain segment of the population now more than ever. Uh, Poor and impoverished, and you're eating certain types of food. Junk food is more available, uh, foods that are bad Mm -hmm. for you, foods that are unhealthy. I mean, you talk about things like food deserts and cities where you only have access to certain types of cheap foods uh, that often are not healthy. And so when we talk about health, we have to also recognize um, the certain kind of class and racial components that play a factor That's into right. it. Um, the fact that, you know, it, when we, we often talk about weight loss magic as this kind of it exists without these kind of contexts, but this context is, is very real. Um, and, you know, people talk about sustainability and vegetarianism and veganism and other very healthy uh, lifestyles, but often those type of lifestyles are accessible to only certain segments of the population and may not perhaps be transferable to someone who's struggling, you know, to make ends meet and pay, uh, you know, the rent at the end of the month and is working 60 to 80 hours a a week and still having difficulty putting food on the table. And when they do put food on the table, it usually involves things like junk food or things that are cheap and easy and accessible. And so weight loss in the modern era, I will say, may
2: I say say just for a minute that a vegetarian diet, a a vegetarian or even a mostly vegan diet can be tasty as well as inexpensive. We went vegan for a while a few years back And we're surprised to find ourselves saving money because we didn't buy meat substitutes. We ate a lot of beans and rice and found a million recipes, and we bought spices. Fresh produce, though, is really important. And in those food deserts, in those poor neighborhoods, it can be difficult to find. But there's nothing wrong with frozen food,
3: which may be easy to find.
1: And this is the key here, right, is that we are, we are going through a change and we'll, we'll see some of these lifestyles become more accessible. And more importantly, I think that any type of root work that we do should take these factors into consideration, which is why my yeah. approach to any type of weight loss magic has always been a holistic approach, one that, that addresses health first and foremost. I am more interested in my clients being healthy than weighing a specific number, right? Because that number mm-hmm. is deceptive. It can be. It can be things like water weight. It can be. And people often forget that you lose. You shed a lot of pounds within that sh- when you're on a diet within that early stages, and that's often water weight and things like that, and then those are that can be kind of harder to maintain, and that leads to certain costs. But there is a way to sustainably lose weight, and that is done over a period of time. I've done weight loss magic for myself. Um, I was heavier in my earlier years. Uh, in my early 20s, it was, it was relatively heavier, uh, weighing well over 200, or 210, 220, and then in, in my 30s, I'm now uh, 180 uh, or so. So Mm -hmm. a little bit less than 180. And and that all comes from, you know, not just making a a short change of going on a diet, but a kind of a lifestyle change and doing root work to help sustain that lifestyle. And that's the key, right? Mm -hmm. You can get a mojo bag for weight loss. And there is a lot of root works that you can do for short-term weight loss. But if you do root work for long-term health, then you create something sustainable. And you change. So, for example, I changed my – when I was in my early 20s, I was going to college, Right? I was a young undergraduate. When you're a young undergraduate, you're eating junk food. That's what you have accessible to But as I grew older... That's what's in the cafeteria, right? You're right. That's in the cafeteria. the, The joking freshman 15, they used to call it. (laughs) when you gained 15 Mm -hmm. pounds as a freshman because you didn't know what else to do, right? You're like, I'm bored, so what should I do? Oh, let's go down to the cafeteria and eat. (laughs) Um, And so as I got older, it was about changing my actual lifestyle. So I I eat Mediterranean foods now. I tend to eat more vegetables and fruits than I do. I don't eat uh, fast food in any way, shape, or form. I haven't had soda in probably, I don't know, 10 years or so. Uh, I'm a tea drinker, iced tea, Mm -hmm. water, things like that. So it's about changing uh, long-term what your lifestyle looks like. And this is where root work can can come in handy. So what we're going to do is spend uh, the rest of the kind of segments maybe talking about practical steps towards it. And I'll start us off. I start off generally with something to kind of shake up the body and increase the metabolism. Whenever I do this work for clients, what I prescribe is a particular tea. So what I do is I tell clients to brew uh, green Tea and Life Everlasting Tea. Life Everlasting, it was called the poor man's coffee. It is a uh, a stimulant. It is a very, very powerful herb that helps with uh, health matters That is both has medicinal qualities and really powerful spiritual qualities. Uh was reputed. It's called Life Everlasting for a reason because it extended mm-hmm. people's lives. It's reputed that if you used it in certain formulas, we found it in uh, medieval alchemy, we found it in Medi- Middle Eastern alchemy, we find it in uh, American root work, that if you would use certain components of, of uh, life everlasting in certain ways, that it could extend your life. You could burn it into ash, you can make it into a bath, you can make it into a tea, but the most common is a tea. So you take life everlasting with a little bit of green tea and you brew this uh, together in some boiling hot water. You then squeeze a half a lemon into this. The lemon is to cleanse away the fat. The lemons have both the the nutrients in it as well as spiritually. Lemons are used to cut and clear, so it's to cut and clear away any fat. And you put a pinch of cayenne pepper into that. This is to increase the metabolism, bring in that fire to purify. Um, uh, spicy foods also spice also has a uh, kind of fantastic quality of suppressing appetite as well I wouldn't recommend this tea as a substitute to food don't do that but it's a great supplement to take in the morning or at night and you drink the tea and it's a great way to jump start both the metabolism uh, biologically but also spiritually before you start any type of change in your health I tell my clients start to drink this tea for two weeks straight as you're implementing whatever kind of dietary and health changes or whatnot. And most of them end up loving the tea so much that they continue drinking it regularly. So that's my go-to starting off root work for for weight loss. What about you, Ms. Maciela?
2: Well, as I say, I haven't done much uh, root work around weight loss, but I have done Mm -hmm. other practical things uh, in Mm -hmm. the past. And I have noticed... That um, well, cutting out white flour and white rice does help a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Complex carbohydrates, especially beans and other legumes, and as I said, there are about a million recipes for them. They're all Mm -hmm. over the internet. Go, you know, seek and you shall find. But spices Mm -hmm. of all kinds are a wonderful thing to have. Nobody's going to eat beans and rice if they taste like starch, okay? They need to taste mm-hmm. like coriander and cumin and fenugreek and mm-hmm. all those wonderful things. And most of those mm-hmm. wonderful things have magical uses. So this is an opportunity when you're when you're eating your health food to spice it up, not only for weight loss, yeah. but to address the other concerns in your life, the fenugreek, Can make your marriage happier as well as tasting Mm -hmm. like essence of Indian food. Mm -hmm. If you like Indian food, which I do.
1: mm, That's a really good point. Again, addressing a holistic fashion, as you would say.
2: That's right. And one thing I will say about legumes, complex carbohydrates, they don't spike your blood sugar, which means Mm -hmm. uh, you don't crave more food to stave off that sugar crash.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: One reason for food cravings is is a drop in your blood sugar. And it may not be low enough or quick enough to give you the shakes, but it's lower Mm -hmm. than your body wants. And so it'll say, go, go eat half a loaf of bread. Go eat a box of macaroni and cheese. Right. Um, I will also say just on the general principle of spices, that the more Mm -hmm. flavor you have in your food, the more satisfying it is. Some people Mm. may find it, and I'm not just talking about red pepper, though. By all means, put it in, because most of us people with lots of taste buds do have limits, upper limits on the amount of red pepper we can eat. But uh, pack it with flavor, pack it with flavor, and it will tempt you to eat more of the things you should be eating. Ranch dressing is lovely, and people love it on their hot wings and their pizza, but If you put it on slices of raw red bell pepper, that'll make you just as happy as hot wings will. You can put mm-hmm. some candy in ranch guys, dressing.
1: Bell peppers are delicious on their own too.
2: They are, but if you're not used to them, a little ranch dressing will be a nice chaperone for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I think flavor is a very important... You you mentioned flavor, and I think spices are your best friend. We are living in a fantastic, Mm -hmm. wonderful, global moment in which all spices are are becoming readily uh, available. And people... I mean, cuisine has changed even in in our lifetime. Um, You know, I I think uh, besides barbecue... Uh, and and kind of grilling, American cuisine wasn't always known for its complex spices for a long period of time. I know growing up in the 80s and the 90s, that just wasn't my experience going to friends' houses um, and then coming home and eating Middle Eastern food again. These are very different types of food. But now in in the 2000s, in this moment, we really – that's changed. I mean, we've, fantastic spices are being made available, so make use of them, because not only are those spices great for adding flavor, not only are those spices great for making food more delicious, they also are spiritual and very powerful magically. Uh, the spices uh, out of India, I mean, there's a, the, 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 the Spice Woman in India, is a very famous uh, figure, is a woman who's an expert in using different types of, of spices, and not just in food, but magically speaking. So, knowing what, for example, cardamom does, what saffron does, knowing what asafoetida mm-hmm. does, right? Like, these are all these kind of complex spices have magical components in them, and these are things that you can incorporate in any type of health magic. And again, it doesn't have to be just for weight loss. We, we met, weight loss might be the topic, but I think both Ms. Michael and I are emphasizing here that weight, what we're talking about is health first and foremost. Not everyone is going to do weight loss magic. Not everyone needs to do weight loss magic. And while if that's your goal, you can use these, the end should always be health. right? You're, you shouldn't uh, try to yes. Fit yourself within a type of standard that your body may not live up to. This is something that I think uh, leads to body images and 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 issues. I mean, I grew up with sisters. I'm a phenomenally female household. I see this stuff. Boys too. We we go through it as well. But women, you all go through some shit in this society, right? And it's just, you know, it's it comes out of these kind of weird standards that people are, that are placed on you, and not everyone's body is the same. So recognizing what is healthy for you is the first step, right? That is your goal. I want to be healthy for me in my body so that well, I look good to myself first. Not society. Well, I look good to myself and I feel good for myself should be your goal. And so there's ways that you can do that. Increasing, adding uh, spices to your food is great. Another thing that I always recommend for for clients is health mojo back. And this is something that everyone should do, whether you're trying to lose weight or whether you're going through health issues um, or whether you just want to be healthy. Uh, Take care of yourself. Take care of the physical form that you are given. Uh, you know, don't see the physical form as just a, a trap for spirit. The physical form is your beautiful loving casing. That's your body. Enjoy it, love it, and you can do Health work mm-hmm. to ensure you do that. I always do a mojo bag that involves althea. Althea is great for any type of healing. It also has a really great benefit of bringing healers into your life. So not only does it heal,
3: ah. not only does it
1: have the spiritual component of bringing he of, of healing you, but if you include althea in any mojo bag, it ensures that a healer will come into your life, or healers. These can be friends, these can be allies, they can be dieticians, nutritionists, doctors, Mm -hmm. etc. People who will actually heal you and be a healing for your life. So always include a little bit of Althea. I always have Angelica root in there, which is great. Queen Elizabeth root. People associate Queen Elizabeth root as only a female root, and it is certainly the female root par excellence, but it is also a powerful healing root. A root of power, healing, and sustenance and abundance definitely include any type of Queen Elizabeth, whether you're male uh, or female. And those three form the kind of core of my mojo bag, but then I will customize it. I may add a little bit of master root if I need a little bit of more control over myself uh, and my situation. I might involve... Put in a John the Conqueror if I'm looking for a little bit of virility, uh, or Samson Snake Root for a little bit of virility. So you can customize it as you'd like, but the three core should always be Queen Elizabeth Root, Angelica, and Althea, and build outwards from there. They are a great addition to any Mojo Bag, and they are very useful for a health Mojo Bag. And you create that Mojo Bag. Once a week, you feed it, you hold it in your hand, you keep it in your pocket, in your purse, you keep it on your body, and you work that mojo back, calling on it for it to bring health towards you, calling on it to bring uh, uh, healers into your life and to help you have mastery over your bo- own uh, body and, and your health.
2: Mm-hmm. There's an interesting question in the chat room here from Angela L., um, What about root work to attract you to the right foods you need or to have the right foods attract you?
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, I think think this is
2: back
1: to what you mentioned.
2: uh, Yeah, yeah, back to cooking with the love herbs. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just not not just, you know, beans, wonderful, uh, any kind of tasty bean and a little fenugreek in it, those wonderful little heart shaped seeds which are an American Mm -hmm. curry powder. Um, And, uh, you know, you can, everybody, when I think of fenugreek, I think of love magic and I think of, okay, let's, we, our, our marriage needs to be happier. Let's have some curry, but yeah, teach me Mm -hmm. fenugreek to fall in love with vegetables. Oh goodness. Oh yeah. Fenugreek and, and uh, maybe a little turmeric and some carrots Mm-hmm. Roasted carrots. How does that sound? A little that salt and oil. Delicious. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, yeah. So I got to go buy some carrots now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, cook with those lovers. It's we, you could do some. I've talked before about fall in love with learning work.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: you could fall in love with health. Uh, and. Althea is a medicinal herb. It's used in, mm-hmm. in old-fashioned medicine. So um, you could possibly sprinkle a very small quantity, maybe just a pinch, into whatever spice mixture you're using for your beans or your roasted vegetables.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Salad. I think uh, I would add uh, some I mean, some love spices. Uh, anise is fantastic as a spice. Um, you know, uh-huh. A little bit of anise to anything. Cardamom is used in Middle Eastern and South Asian cooking, Indian cooking as well. Cardamom is used
2: as yeah. a common oh, flavor for. Speaking of anise, isn't that for psychic work also?
1: Yes, yeah, psychic work. A, so a star you could done pray over or You could and...
2: pray over it to, to get to the psychic, to the deep unconscious roots of your weight problem. Why do you overreach? Yeah, for some people, yeah, you know, and, and, it might be emotional, but for some people, it's pain relief, too.
1: Yeah. So certainly.
0: when you're reaching
2: for the cooking... Anise
1: has, a, anise has a great component of, of psychic components, but it's also used in in some love work, definitely in, in South Asian cooking as well. So anise, as well as Asian cooking, anise is, is very useful as a spice. Not a lot of it. Anise has a very kind of strong flavor. Uh, Cardamom, as I mentioned, is really good for flavoring things. Again, it has that love component. It will make you fall in love with the white foods, right, attracting those foods for you. You don't like, you know, eating rice or or healthy rice or you're not interested in eating uh, vegetables. A little bit of cardamom can go a long way. Cardamom is also used to flavor teas. Um, so you can get uh, a health tea that you that you uh like and you can add a little bit of cardamom to them to make them more palatable. Um cardamom is mm-hmm. great. In traditional hoodoo uh, you generally chew cardamom. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not particularly pleasant to chew, at least I have I don't enjoy that kind of weird odd spice uh flavor in your mouth, just yeah, it, raw. It's kind of um, like
2: a mouthful of flowers and not not in a yeah, good way.
1: It's, it's it's not a good way, but people do it. it. I've known people who chew cardamom and then blow on, on, on their intended. Um, it's a very powerful way of, of influencing people with, with love magic, but you can also use it on food. Add a little bit of cardamom to the food. It does uh, works wonders on that. You can also, in addition to using spices on the foods directly, you can create some type of dressing for yourself. Um, you uh-huh. know, it's, it's a fantastic way of uh, substituting rather than using ranch or or something. You can easily create an oil-based dressing with spices in there, kind of uh, Mm -hmm. like Fortes vinegar, but designed for your own taste. You can include things like garlic in there, which is great for health, red peppers, which is just good to burn away the fat, black peppers to banish Mm -hmm. away, unhealthiness, salt, but you could also add in there other spices that you You can stir that into a
2: little yogurt and oil if you if you must have a creamy dressing.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, Reverend Dr. Speets Sweets in the chat says, for your information, anise when smelled will make men horny. That is a uh, true. It is a it, anise is a very powerful. Uh, love orb, and it definitely makes men a little bit randy or certainly amorous, if, if nothing else. And you can definitely use it in food. Now, one of the things about, if you'll notice, is we're talking about, oh, fall in love with food or a marriage or whatnot. A lot of these foods it don't just address matters of physical health, but also the health of the household. And that's an important consideration here is that if you're doing this type of work, you're not going to be doing this type of work in isolation. Why are you unhealthy? Why are you? Is it because you're stressed at work? Work. Is it because mm-hmm. you're stressed at home? Is there problems in the mirror? So addressing it in a holistic fashion in which you're addressing the home itself, addressing the kitchen, um, not just doing work on the body in forms of foods that you eat, oils, teas, etc., but also doing work in the kitchen. Highly recommend that if you're going to do any type of health work, start first and foremost by doing a cleansing of the kitchen, spiritual cleansing, wash mm-hmm. the floors, uh, incense the house, but also, Raid that pantry and get rid of the stuff that you think is a detriment to your health. Spiritually cleanse it and purge that pantry physically. So recognize that health is not a a kind of one-off thing, but rather an ongoing change to your life that should be done in a sustainable fashion. When you do it in that way, I think you'll have a better chance of achieving success in health matters, more so than any kind of diet fad or or short-term weight loss.
2: Okay. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that.
1: Yeah, we only have a, a couple minutes. Let's just wrap up uh, what has been a kind of fruitful discussion between us about health and health magic. Uh, with any final final tips that we have for anyone, my only recommendation is start off with the waters, uh, teas, and baths are a really good way to jumpstart health, mm-hmm. and then incorporate with something long standing. You can create a jar a health jar, or a mojo bag. That's my approach to any type of weight loss magic or health magic. Start off with the waters and end with something enduring, uh, kind of physical, mm-hmm. like a jar or, or a mojo bag that you can keep working for the rest of you know the year or two years or whatnot or create some type of ultimate yeah. waters, something enduring. That's my, my tip. Anything from you, Ms. Michael?
2: And, well, to sum up my recommendations, uh, have fun in the kitchen. You can... Have fun mm-hmm. getting hel- in the kitchen getting healthy. And, you know, this is a matter of habit, which can be lifelong. Mm-hmm. Fix your food both ways. Mm-hmm. Fix it by cooking it. Fix it by, you know, fixing it.
1: Sounds That's great. You can't it. go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that recommendation. Hopefully this has been uh-huh. uh, useful for everyone. Uh, I'm sorry that we, we missed John St. Germain on this topic. He is kind of the, the master... Uh, when it came to this, he mm-hmm. used weight loss magic to lose weight himself. Um, uh, but hopefully this was a useful discussion for other people. Really, health magic is an important type of magic that we use, um, and and I think everyone can use a little bit of it in their mm-hmm. lives. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and do some uh, root work and readings.
0: Well, Lucky Mojo, who do you root work out with your host? Uh, Conjure Man Ali and Miss Michael, and this week's special guest, John St. Germain, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and, and prescribing down home contra remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through blog, talk radio, or via telephone by dialing 818 394 8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please. Dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop in and read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phone and take our first caller and our first caller is calling in from area code 619. This is Tamara. Tamara, are you there? I am. Hi, welcome back to the show. I see you called us about a year ago, and uh, has that situation you called us, has that changed for you? Uh, yeah. Good, I'm glad to hear that. Well, let's take a look, see what we have for your situation here. You have not gone to any other readers or root workers on this situation, and she, uh, she writes, we have... Uh, I've been actively seeking a sugar daddy type of relationship. While I have met a few gentlemen, none have turned out to be as generous as I'd hope or expected. Um, Will I find the type of arrangement I'm seeking? Turning back to you, Benjamin Ali.
1: Thanks for that, Papa Newt. Um... Thank you, for Tamara, for trusting us with your situation. Uh, this is a very common question that we get from people is questions about love and uh, the various uh, relationships and various types of relationships uh, that people can have. And one of them is uh, w- uh, one in which you find a sugar uh, daddy or a sugar mama, or whatever, or a sugar daddy and that type of relationship. So what we're going to do is we're going to do some reading and root work to help to determine whether you can achieve that relationship, the one that you desire, and uh, how you can go about doing that. So Miss Michael stepping in from Miss Cat will do your first reading. Uh, after that, because John St. Germain isn't here, we will do we will dive right in uh, to the root work and we will I will give you the root work recommendation and then we'll open it up and see if Miss Michael has uh, additions to add on to that. So you'll hopefully get the answer you're looking for and we'll give you the help that you have requested. So let's turn this over to Miss Michael
2: who will do your first reading. Okay. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna just jump in with the cards. Let me just shuffle one more time here. I kind of don't think I want to open the Bible on this one because uh, you know there's, there's just one such lady in the Bible that is spoken of with with approval, and that is Rahab. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't because she had a sugar daddy, but never mind that. All right, so what have we got here? We have the Two of Swords. And uh, like you said, you have. Now, the thing is with the Two of Swords, uh, in the deck that I use, the Golden Tarot, she's not blindfolded. She does have the swords crossed on her breast, but she's kind of leaning over them. She could cut her head off if she's not careful. You're right to choose carefully. And, you know, this card just indicates where you are now. You haven't found, uh, you haven't found a real viable prospect. Uh, the next card is the three of coins. It shows uh, three people doing good work together. The Rider Waite shows them building a church. This version, the, the Golden Tarot, shows them making art together. So you might want to find somebody who's, philanthropic in other directions. Somebody who is inclined to be generous because he's supporting the opera or the ballet and thinks you would be another wonderful, beautiful addition to his life. The next card is temperance. Don't be impatient. And the last card is the seven of pentacles. Don't be impatient because uh, the tree is going to bear fruit. So it's going to be a while. You're going to have to keep working like a normal person for a while longer. I would say months at least. And even after you find your sugar daddy, uh, uh, you probably should work for a while to, you know, just for him to get used to supporting you Mm -hmm. and enjoying the process. Um, And also to keep your mind from going stale, too. And that's – so I, I, you will find a sugar daddy, not as soon as you would like, but you will find him. Okay.
1: Great. That is a, a fantastic, I think, um, root work recommendation. I mean, a reading uh, from Miss michael and it's a positive. It says you will find him. I'm going to echo – I'll give you some advice first uh, and before I give you uh, root work recommendations. Um I think it, it's important whenever you get into these type of relationships to, be, to have a level of discernment. And I think Ms. Michael's reading uh, points to this as well, uh, both temperance as well as the two of swords. They're clearly going kind to of point to the need for discernment. My root work will help draw you uh, a sugar daddy. But you need to decide which sugar daddy is right for you. Don't just get into a relationship with anyone of this. Some men show love and affection through gifts and money. You want to find that type of man, a generous man, right, who will support you, will give you the financial support that you need in turn for whatever it is that you're giving him back, affection, love, uh, physical intimacy, etc. You want to find a man who's looking for, for a sugar baby. But you also have to recognize mm-hmm. that these relationships can be complicated, right? They're meant to be simple. In fact, they're, they're often probably some of the most honest relationships that exist. Uh, this is what I'm looking for you from you, and this is what I expect to get back, right? A very honest kind of mm-hmm. relationship that is, that is based on mutual respect, mutual understanding, and is, is, is long-term or determined for however long uh, it needs to be. So they can be quite honest, but at the same time, because they, uh, you know, there's this expectation of simplicity, it doesn't always manifest that way. And there are all sorts of co- components that you need to be aware of, but some of these sugar daddy, sugar baby relationships can become deeply exploitative, right? Either he'll feel resentful because you're not giving him the type of affection that he needs, or you'll feel that he's being a little bit stingy. There's also some deeply controlling elements to some of this, right? You might find a man who's like, okay, I'll be your sugar daddy, but that also means I'm a domineering, or a dom, or whatnot, that I get to control these other aspects. Maybe that's you're into that. Great. Right? Maybe you're not. So you need to be aware of that, that there are these kind of comp- other aspects that you need to be aware of, and you need to have some discernment. So when, I, when you do this root work, don't just accept any man that comes into your life. Be clear about this, this key to success for uh, a sugar baby and sugar daddy relationships. And I've done this work for, on behalf of clients um, um, and, and I've always told them up, up front that the key to these separate relationships is to be upfront and honest with expectations at the beginning. Right? This is what I expect mm-hmm. from you and this is what you can expect from me. If that's mutually agreeable, fantastic. If it's not, Move on. Don't try to make a a guy into a into the type of sugar daddy that he's not. That's the key, right? And don't try to be the type of sugar baby that that they are looking for. Just be yourself. So that's my my first, just a very practical recommendation from from a person who's helped women in in your situation before and done root work on that. So. Be aware of that. Discernment is the first step. Next, I want mm-hmm. you to do some actual root work that starts with bathing work. Bathing work is to help shift things energetically. We always start with baths, not only to cleanse, but to shift the energy on our body, to shift where our spirits are focused towards. Uh, my, my root work teacher when I was young, Mama Jay told me very famously that when you do bathing work, it sets the eyes of your spirit towards your goal. When she, what she meant for this is that when you do bathing work, it refocuses us towards what it is we want to achieve. And it's a very good step for uh, doing new root work. So start with a bath. Get yourself some catnip, which is going to be great in this instance. Uh, get yourself some rosemary, uh, which is going to be fantastic. Some rose petals for love. Catnip is to make the men sniff after you. Rosemary is to give you control in the relationship. Uh, rose petals is for love, uh, hog, uh for passion, and then I would add Queen Elizabeth root so that you are in charge and you have uh, the power in this instance. You can add oils to these and, and scents if you'd like. And this bath should be brewed into a tea that you will bathe into. You will ideally use this not as a pouring bath but as a soaking bath. Pour out, draw yourself a bath, pour this tea into it. You can add a a little bit of honey into it. Swirl that honey around to make it sweet towards you. Maybe add a couple drops of Cleo May oil, uh, a couple drops of bewitching oil in there to add a very beautiful scent. Go ahead and stir that around with your hand and then bathe in this. Let yourself soak. Let yourself soak in it. Let it get into your skin, Rub it onto your skin. Wash yourself so it's nice and luxurious. The honey with the tea and a couple drops of oils will make it a very nice bath. Uh, Great for softening the skin, for making you feel beautiful. Soak in this while you meditate and focus on what it is that you desire, on that guy that you are looking for. Then I want you to get out, air dry, gather a little bit of the used bath water, and sprinkle a bit of it at your front door and a little bit at the four corners of your bed. Just a little bit. Not enough to soak your carpet or to make you know to make it weird. Just a little bit, just a dab on the four corners of your bed and on outside your door to draw this man to you and to your bed uh, if that's the type of relationship you're looking for, a physical and intimate one. If not, then don't do the four corners. Just do it on, on uh, the front door. Next, I want you to get a, a male figural candle. You can choose a nude Eve uh, Adam candle, or you can choose a clothed male candle, whichever one you prefer to use. And what you're going to do is you're going to ins- or take this candle and inscribe it with My Perfect Sugar Daddy. Okay? My Perfect mm-hmm. Sugar Daddy. You will have a piece of paper. On that piece of paper, you will write out the, quali- the qualities you were looking for and the characteristics that you desire in that man—he should be generous. He should be handsome. He should be uh, open-minded. He should not be controlling. Uh, maybe not use a negative there, but instead be—he uh, should, uh, you know, be secure rather than insecure. Uh, mm-hmm. All the qualities you're looking for, you will write that down on a list. You will write your name across this list three times. Place this piece of paper on, a surf, on the surface that you're going to use. Put over it a plate, bowl, or any type of overturned saucer that you were going to put your candle on. Take your candle, anoint this candle with Cleo May oil, anoint this candle with uh, Love Me or Come To Me oil, and place this on that saucer. Then it's a little time for a little bit of sex magic. While focusing on your intent and focusing on the man that you desire, pleasure yourself. Pleasure yourself. And when you climax, use the fluids, anoint the candle. Take the fluids, powerfully charged with your intent and your focus of drawing this man to you, and anoint that candle. Light the candle, allow it to burn down as you focus and pray for this man has come to you from wherever he is in the world. Take any of the leftover wax and bury it in your front yard. Take the piece of paper, fold it up, and place it beneath your mattress and your box springs or underneath your bed. This is to draw this person to you. Now, to make this person yours, you can do other types of root work once they've arrived in your life. You can feed them uh, your menstrual blood, you can feed them sexual fluids, you can do other types of work but for now, this is the start to draw the right guys to you guys that aren't stingy, the guys that aren't uh, you know, complicated that are able to, to
3: mm-hmm. enter
1: into this relationship and be the guy that you want them to be. Start with the bath, do the candle work with a little bit of sex magic and I sense but this is a good s a good step in the right direction uh to get this person towards you. Let's see if Ms. Michael has any uh, further suggestions and then we'll kind of wrap up with some final final tips and advice. Ms. Mikel, do you have any uh recommendations or adjustments that you would make to this? Oh, did we lose Miss Michael? Miss Michael? Yes. yes. Uh let's see. This is not Miss Ma- Michael. Hello. Oh, I think we've had some uh, a little bit of a technical problem and we may have lost <laughs> okay. Miss Michael, which I'm so sorry about. It it happens every once in a while. This is after all a live show, uh, and sometimes people just fall off off the queue. Hopefully, she'll be able to uh, call back in. Uh, do you have any questions for us regarding the, the root work um, I just gave you?
3: No, thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Good. Uh, this root work is, is useful, and it's a really good start for, for turning this situation around. There, I think before you do this, um, before you even start it, because of the advice that Ms. Michael gave you, and because of the reading that she did, um, I do think that uh, spending a little bit of time deciding what it is you're looking for specifically, what type of relationship. And even if you mm-hmm. know, just articulate it Oh, yeah, I do know. <laughs> by, good. Then articulate that by writing it out in, in a form of a prayer or an intention or some type of petition paper is very important in making that manifest. So even before you do the bath, I would probably recommend uh, writing that, the piece of uh, paper Uh, for the candle work first. So consider spending a couple days writing that piece of – writing it down. And when I say a couple days, I always tell my clients this uh, over and over again, is when you do root work and you're starting a petition, take the time to write the petition. How you start Mm -hmm. root work is the foundation by which you will build your success or your failure. So start first and foremost with the petition paper. And you do this by writing down the qualities, characteristics, and things that you desire from that person, what you want, what is your ideal person. Then you sleep on it. And then the next day you come back to it. And when you come back to it, you again uh, look at that list, consolidate. Maybe there's a quality on there like, oh, this is not as important to me. It'd be great if he had it but not necessary. And you keep kind of Mm -hmm. reducing, consolidating and making it so that you create the essence of what it is you're looking for. It's basically you're digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the core of what you desire. And once you're able to touch that core, that petition paper is the one that you want to use. And you can do this over a period of about three days or so. Once you've got that petition paper written down, then you start the bathing work. The bathing work is to affix That power, again, to turn your your spirit's eyes towards your desire, to focus you all on what it is that you want. Then from the the, uh, bathing work, you move on to the candle work with a little bit of the sex magic. Now, after you've done all of this, I would recommend uh, that you start wearing the oils that you use uh, as a scent. Perhaps even if you don't like the scent of those oils, you can add them to a perfume that you really like. Uh, if you really mm-hmm. love a particular perfume, just just add a couple drops of Cleo May to that um, and you'll be fine. Or use Cleo May itself as a scent. Most of these love oils are Cleo May, Come to Me, etc. They smell wonderful. They have uh, they're combinations of uh, various types of rows and whatnot. So you use it as a scent. Place it on your pulse points behind your ear, on your wrist, and then go out. Whether you're uh, meeting these people online, whether you're doing it 21st century Tinder fashion, you know, whatever it is you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you wear your oil when you're doing that. And also wear the oil when you're out and about Part of magic is letting yourself be open to the way that it manifests. People will kind of get fixated on how things show up in their lives. Well, he has to show up on my front door. Well, that's not going to work. You can't do love work and then sit on the couch. Well, I guess maybe in the 21st century you can sit on the couch and tinder, right? Whatever. But the point being that you have to make yourself available. Whatever that means, whether that means you're available online, whether that means you're available out in public, you have to make sure you're out there and open for this work to manifest in your life properly. If you do that, then I suspect that this will manifest quite fast. I actually pulled cards while Ms. Mankell was talking just to see the timeline of how things are going to look. So I'm looking at a timeline of pretty quick. You're probably going to find someone within the next two months, right? So you're not, we're not looking at a long way mm-hmm. here. So, Make yourself available. Be aware uh, of opportunities that come your way, and I think you'll, you'll be just fine. Hopefully this was useful to you. Uh, thank you for trusting us with your situation. Um, thank Do you. check back and let us know how things turn out for you. Um, I, I think we're, we're all very interested in it, and we're all rooting for you, all right?
3: Okay. Thank you so much.
1: All the best. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Papa Newt's going to come in and guide us on to our next caller, um, and then hopefully by then uh, miss Michael is is gonna be back I hope okay so
0: Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and located online at theluckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjurer practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and take our next client. And we have our next client calling in from area code 202. 202, are you there?
3: Hello? Hello. Hello. Oh, hi,
0: we're going to uh, the queue to take our next client. Do you, uh, do you have a name you would like to be called on the air?
3: Natalie.
0: Was that Natalie?
3: Yes.
0: All right. And... Uh, if you can give us in, uh, like, a, a two, two or three sentences uh, a d- brief description of your situation.
3: Okay. In December of last year, I called y'all, and y'all gave me some excellent advice. I followed it. It was about uh, getting these freeloaders out of my man's house, and they have left, but my man still is addicted to alcohol. And the doctors have warned him. I've warned him. My friends have warned him to not, you know, to stop drinking. So I need to know if there's anything I can do. He's not really willing to get into uh, a rehab program, but I'm mm-hmm. taking a hard line. And mm-hmm. um, I, I just need to know if there's anything I can do.
0: Certainly. We'll see what we can do here for you. Take away. Thank Lee.
3: Thank
1: you, Papa Nutla. Before we uh, move on, I just want to double check. Miss Michael, did we unmute you? Are you there?
2: I'm here. Can you hear me?
1: Wonderful. Welcome back. So glad to have you. Okay. So Natalie, let's. Uh, I'm going to do your first reading, and then Miss Michael is going to come in and give you some root work recommendation, uh, and then we'll wrap up with some final uh, tips uh, collectively. Uh, let me ask you before we get started. What is uh, your sign of the zodiac? Capricorn. Capricorn, okay, solid. And do you know what uh, your uh, boyfriend's is?
3: Virgo.
1: Virgo, okay. Now, two earth songs, this is good. Uh, they generally do make a, a, a good combination between the two of them. Of the two, Capricorn is more solid and definitely uh, willing to kind of stick it out. For They're very practical. I'm happy to hear on that our advice helped uh, previously, and the freeloaders are gone, um, and I, but I am sorry to hear that this situation is still kind of uh, where it's at. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a reading, and three cards, and we're going to see what it tells us about your situation and what your chances are with this particular uh, Virgo gentleman, um, and then Ms. Michael will, will give you some root work recommendations. Addiction is difficult. It is uh, a process, and that's the first thing that you need to be aware of, that um, what you're dealing with is fundamentally a, a spiritual ailment. Addiction is a very spiritual ailment. It's a, it's a health condition, it's a mental condition, but it's, a, it's a very much a spiritual ailment. And it is one that is difficult to, to deal with. And you're going to have to first and foremost ask yourself if this is the burden that you are willing to take on. Partners of people who, who struggle with addiction, um often suffer greatly, and they do so because, not because the person is evil or wicked or anything like that, but because the condition is such a difficult one and an ongoing struggle. It's not one that, you know, you do a little bit of root work and then the person is cured. People manage their addictions and they gain the control over their addiction. Addictions don't ever truly go away. They are a hunger that remains deep within the very psyche of a person, deep within the very heart of a person. Uh, so be aware of that, um, that this is this may be a, a little bit of a, a challenge, and you need to be aware that it's going to take a lot of your strength. The very first card that I get it speaks to that. We have the Ace of Swords. The Ace of Swords is the Pyrrhic victory. It is a difficult victory to win. It is a difficult situation to undertake, but it is one that you are empowered to do so. You need to ask if you're willing to take this situation on, if you're willing to be To fight by his side, even at times when he doesn't want you to fight by his side. If you're willing to take on what is sometimes an unbalanced and unequal unequal, uh, uh, burden, one which you will shoulder even when he is unwilling to shoulder his back. It is a thankless job. It is a difficult job and one that is draining for you. And it will cost you. It will require sacrifice on your arm, on your, on your end. Here we have the hand of God reaching out of a cloud, granting you a sword. And on that sword, there is a crown. You can be victorious here, and you can win. You have what it takes to be victorious. You have what it takes to help this man. But it will come at great personal cost. Be aware of that. This this is a war that you are going to be fighting. And it is a war that you will sometimes be fighting alone. So you will need to call upon your spiritual reserves. You will need to call upon your creator, your God, ancestors, and so on and so forth in order to support you because you're not going to get a lot of support from him. The next card is Temperance. And Temperance shows us the way forward. It is going to require balance. Um, It shows us the solar angel standing on a shoreline with one foot in water, one foot on land, pouring water between two goblets that are joined together as a road leads to a crown in the distance. The very same crown that we see in the Ace of Swords. The victory that is said in the Ace of Swords, the victory that is promised and prophesied in the Ace of Swords is shown in temperance as being the result of a winding, twisting path a long road, is not easily one but his will can be one with balance you and him have a very strong connection uh, clearly so you, you you're willing to, to kind of help this man there is a deep spiritual bond and invoking that spiritual bond is going to be a very important step to shoring up your authority here and shoring up your power here to help him he says you say that he does not want to go uh, to therapy but this is not a matter of, of of this choice he, he has no choice here you cannot uh, fi- you cannot have victory without some form of therapy. This is the balance that we see in the temperance card You can do spiritual work, prayer work, healing work to assist this man to help him in his, his need and we, I fully encourage it. work that will uh, clear his mind, work that will heal his heart, that will give him strength. All of this work needs to be complemented with therapy. So your root work should start off with influencing him, giving him clarity, giving him wisdom to make the right decision of going into some form of therapy. For the balance that we see in temperance means a balance of mental health and emotional work and spiritual and magical work. Only with these two things combined can you be victorious. That is the beginning of that winding road that leads to success. This will take a long time. It is not going to be resolved easily. And the last card that we see is the Knight of Pentacles. And the Knight of Pentacles is what tells us how long this will take. Here we have a stalwart knight, one who is a farmer but has taken up arms in battle on a horse or steed that is stationary. This is a horse that is not moving. And behind him are the fields that have been tilled and a golden coin in his hand. While you are blessed, in this endeavor with spiritual aid and you will find aid in the form of your ancestors and allies who will support you. Um, you are also a person who is taking on this mantle. It is not your, your main goal. I mean, you cannot be his healer for life. You are taking on this mantle um, as in addition to your already role as his significant other, and this is this is something that you need to be aware of, and aware that it is going to take time and patience on your end. We're looking at a time period of probably a, a, a full year before he starts to really make uh, obvious and overt steps towards recovery. This is not a situation of turnaround right away. Um, it will be a slow move. That doesn't mean in a year he'll be cured. It means in a year he will make the right decision. In a year, he will start to go in the right direction. So it's a very slow-moving process. You plant the seeds now, and you will harvest them by around September of 2019. So that is the date that is coming to me from spirit right now, Um, and it is telling me that you've got a little over a year worth of work before it's fully manifest. But you start now, you plant the seeds, the moon is beginning to, to wane, so while the moon is waning, you should be doing clearing work, you should be banishing the negativity, you should do removal work opening the roads, all that type of work. And then the moon waxes, do clarity work, open up his mind, bring him wisdom so that he makes the right decision and he gets the right amount of health. Work with healing magic to draw in the right healers, the right therapists, the right assistants, the right uh, counselors who will assist him with all of this. Um, And then continue this work regularly. And you will see the manifestation in about a year. I do have an ancestor that is also stepping forward. So be aware that there is an ancestor in his line that wishes to help him. This is a female ancestor that uh, I see this person is deeply worried about him. There is grave concern on her face. Um, I'm not sure if this is a a grandmother or a great-grandmother or a great-aunt. Uh, I can't see that clearly, but I do see that there's a female ancestor who's worried. This ancestor themselves are very, uh, is very familiar with addiction. Either they suffered from it or their family members suffered from it, maybe their husband or their child. Yes,
3: yes, um, and, you're right.
1: Okay, so you're, so you're aware of this ancestor? Yes. Okay, good. This is the ancestor that wants to work with you and this is the ancestor that wants to help him. So call out to this ancestor if you can visit their grave, gather graveyard dirt. If you can't, just call their name and any type of ancestor work that you do. They will be a very great help in really setting the situation straight and giving being a healing balm and spiritual support for you while you undertake this difficult situation. This is my root reading. I have an ancestor here. I have a kind of timeline for you. Let's turn this over to Ms. Mikell, and hopefully she can give you some root work recommendation. Ms. Mikell is, is well-known for being a very strong healer um, and, and a wise counselor, and so she, I, I, I entrust this situation into her hands.
3: May I ask okay, a thank question? You. Just one quick just
2: question. Oh, okay. Okay, um, so is his mama that ancestor?
3: Ma'am? Oh, that's okay. what I was trying to ask Conjure and Ali. His mama just passed, and I know where his grandmama's grave is. Okay, there so you so go. got Those two
2: answers, it looks like. Me. Okay. All right. First, though, you do need to do some cleansing work, and I think it should be, uh, It needs to. it needs to be a little strong. I'm not going to say harsh, but get some rue and some agrimony and boil that up like tea and uh, cleanse your whole house with it and wash his clothes in it. Put it in the laundry rinse and uh, put some, I, I would say put some in his uh, in his grooming products, a little bit in, in his hair products because you want that evil cleaned out of his mind. If you can get some cast-off evil stuff, Uh, You can use that too. And once that is done, and when you are cleansing your house, um, do wash your floors. Uh, Get some incense or spray the rooms with that rue and agrimony tea and have the windows open and then shut them. Um, After that is done, you can work with influence products, King Solomon wisdom products, and cast off evil. Because you want, you've got to put your influence on him. And, uh, you know, you don't want to use do as I say, because he's going to fight that. You want to be, you want it to be sweeter. You want it to be gentler, but just as powerful. So influence, King Solomon wisdom, cast off evil. Uh, You can put that in his laundry and his grooming products also. And I took a few notes and I'm having trouble reading them. (laughs) You can, um, oh, yes, and, uh, you, and Angelica, make a tea of Angelica, and you can put a few drops of those oils in it that I mentioned. And the old-fashioned way is to put something like Angelica in his whiskey, but Angelica is bitter, and you, don't want, it's, you can't afford to have him suspect that you are working on him. Wipe down the bottles and cans of whatever he's drinking, with that Angelica tea spiked with a little influence, King Solomon wisdom and cast off evil oil or bath crystals. Um, And you want to pray over it because these herbs and curios believe in themselves. They just need your direction and you can keep your spiritual supplies in a box next to or behind the picture of those ancestors you're going to be working with. And, uh, you want to place a little glass of water beside their picture every Saturday and maybe a little white candle. What kind of candle that is doesn't matter. You know, a tea light will be fine. Uh, water, very faintly colored blue, just ordinary food coloring will work. That's That tradition comes from the spiritual church. Um, and then, let's see, yes, you, you want to keep spiking his grooming supplies every anything he puts on his hair especially and keep doing his laundry with that mixture of uh angelica cast off evil king solomon wisdom and influence and finally put his make a name paper on him write his name several times and turn it clockwise a quarter turn and then write your command for this evil of alcoholism to pass from his life for him to give up alcohol and and hold himself erect and be delivered things like that and uh put a pinch of these powders in or dress the paper with the oil and put a pinch of sugar in it because you want the process of recovery to be as sweet as possible so he won't give up then fold it toward you and put it in, no, fold it away from you. This is unusual, sweetness and folding away. It's the evil you want to banish. Sugar in the paper, fold it away from you, put it in your shoe so that he starts with the power of your will over him because he does. so that he doesn't have to do it all in his own strength. That's what I got. Well,
3: thank you, a, thank you,
1: thank you. That is a fantastic, fantastic work, and and you really can't go wrong with it. Um, I only thing I can I can recommend in in addition to this is as you're working with the ancestors, um, call out their names and the work that you do. Ask for their aid as you do this. Um, if you can get, yes. as you mentioned, the graveyard dirt, this is really good. You can place the graveyard dirt in his home to make. Uh, That spirit influence him directly as he walks through the dirt. Um, That's a really good way of influencing and bringing the power of the ancestors there. Every every Sunday or Monday, I would recommend lighting a white candle and leaving out some fresh water for the ancestors as you pray to them and call them and say, look, I'm trying to help your descendant here. This is a person who is suffering and dealing with so much. You know how much they're suffering. I offer this light and this water to you, Uh, In friendship, I ask that you continue to bless this work and bring your influence in this work. Specifically, I want you to ask them to bring a healer into his life. So in addition to putting that cup of water, I want you to take a cup of althea. And you just put fresh althea, uh, just uh, the herb althea, in a bowl or in a cup and place it next to the water. And uh, call on the ancestors to bring in a healthy. The Althea will act as an attractant for both the good spirits and uh, to bring in the healer. What you want from the ancestors is to manifest someone in his life who can help you with this, so that it's not just you shouldering this burden, but you can bring, it, they bring in some therapist who he's going to mesh with. Maybe he meets somebody who's like, yeah, this is a person I can, I can trust. And that person will help them through the recovery process. That person is a therapist or a mental health counselor or an addiction specialist or whatnot. But you want to to manifest a physical healer, someone who can assist you with this situation. And that's where I think the ancestors are gonna be the most helpful. One, to influence him to make the right decision and get the help that he needs. So you call upon them, leave the graveyard dirt in in his home that he will walk through. And two, and most important, calling upon them to bring in that help. I think that's where the ancestors are going to be the most useful, and they'll be able to assist you in that situation. Uh, This is a tough road uh, ahead of you, and and I know uh, you can be successful, but it's going to require some resolve on your part. We wish you all the best. Check out the Crystal Silence League. Go to crystalsilenceleague.org. Put in a prayer with the prayer network there, and we will have the uh, prayer warriors there. Give some some healing energy and prayer to you and your loved one and help you with the situation. Uh, So go check that out, and, and, you know, wishing you all the best. Thank you for trusting us with this situation. I do wish you success. Call in and let us know how things turn out, okay?
3: Okay, may I ask one last question?
1: Unfortunately, we've, we'll we've run out of, out of time. But if you should, put the question in the, in the forum. Some, forum. Yeah. yeah, put it in the forum, and we, we'll get to it there, all right? All the best. Okay,
3: thanks.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick break. We do wish her, uh, we do wish Natalie all the best, and and. Uh, hopefully she'll get her uh, question answered. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back with our free spell, which I think I will be providing tonight. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condraman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, five to six, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay. Fridays, six to seven. All times Pacific. Add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
0: time for our freestyle segment, which will go to Conjureman Ali at
1: theconjureman.com in Mission Viejo, California. Take <laughs> it away, Conjureman Ali. Thanks, Papa Newt. So uh, this has been one interesting uh, episode. We've done so much of it on the fly. Um, and So thank you to, to everyone who's, who's kind of stuck with, it, uh, with us through this kind of weird live radio experience. Um, we do hope John St. Germain is well, and, and we definitely miss his presence. Hopefully, I can give a free spell on par with the brilliance of John St. Germain. Um, but what I would recommend here is, is a two-part root work for health and weight loss. Specifically, we're going to start with a John. We're going to start with a mojo bag, which I recommended before, but I'm going to give a more specific recommendation here. This is a great mojo bag for health in general, but can be used for weight loss. What you will write is a petition paper, a petition paper in which you pray very sincerely in it that you find health. And well-being, and that you are your perfect weight or whatnot. If you want, you can even include a specific weight if you desire, if you so desire. But I generally recommend clients to keep it focus more holistically on health and and well-being. But you can put in a number. Once you've created that petition paper, fold this up, place it into a red flannel, flannel bag, and then one by one add each of these herbs as you call out to their spirit and ask for their aid. Call on the power of Queen Elizabeth Root to give you healing Call upon the power of John the Conqueror to give you the ability to conquer and to master. Call upon the spirit of Master Root to give you mastery of your situation. Call upon the spirit of Althea to bring you health and healers. Angelica to bring the past spiritual healing. Call upon the spirit of Baileys for victory uh, and wisdom. And call upon Samson Snake Root for health and well-being. Place all of this into, it's very root-heavy if you if you notice very uh, sturdy mojo bag. So you want to use small amount of this, not a giant ass John the Conqueror, but a small John the Conqueror <laughs> boot. Put all of this into the mojo bag, pray your prayer into the bag, and then tie it tight with three knots. Take some healing oil and a little bit of whiskey and dab it onto the mojo bag to awaken it, eat it, cry out to it, call out to it, ask that it be awakened and that it becomes your ally as you walk the path of health. Keep this mojo bag on you. I always recommend to keep a mojo bag touching your skin for at least one week total. Place it in your uh, undergarments. You can pin it to your clothes, whichever way you need to, but it should touch your skin for about one week to really tie you strongly to it. And then uh, keep it on your person's Uh, from then on. It can be in a pocket, it can be in a purse. Um, Feed it once a week a little bit of whiskey and a little bit of healing oil. Great mojo bag to help you. Once you've got the mojo bag going, the next step is a doll baby working, which is used specifically for weight loss. This will require a little bit of Uh, artistic skill or dexterity dexterity with your hands. Uh, So, you know, practice a little bit. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you should be able to mold things and whatnot. Having some uh, knowledge of sculpting uh, would be very useful here. What I want you to do is soften some wax. You can use beeswax here. Uh, or any type of wax really works, beeswax is is really easy to soften and use. Soften it, uh, roll in a little bit of master root, althea, and bay leaf. Roll this and then start to shape it. Shape this into yourself. Now, don't make, you know, don't, you know, harden it. Roll it so tightly in a ball that you then are unable to shape it. Wax requires warmth and slow kneading. It does does not work the same way as clay does, so be aware of that. So practice a little bit with beeswax first. Shape this into a form that resembles you as best as you can. Exaggerate some of those areas that you'd like to lose fat from. So let's say... Uh, you have big hips, you can ex- make exaggerated hips. Or maybe you have a little bit of a tummy, you can ex- you can extend that t- tummy. Um, or if you're a man, maybe you have, uh, ex- you know, extended breasts. Uh, you can you can expand, exaggerate it as you'd like. Uh, start this ideally on a Sunday uh, while the moon is waxing. Sunday is great for health, waxing great for banishing. You're going to light a small white candle that you've anointed with healing oil. And you are going to take a small, very small spoon. You can get these spoons uh, anywhere. You can find them online. They're very small. And you're going to warm it up very carefully. don't want to burn the spoon or cover. And then you're going to scoop that excess fat, just a little bit of it, just a little bit of it, and then reform the wax. And then you're going to melt that wax that you have in the spoon in the white candle. You're going to melt it and then pour it into a small little container, bowl, cup, upturn, whatever. You're going to repeat this for three days, scooping and reforming until you've created your perfect body. Once you've created your perfect wax body, you are going to uh, take healing oil, rub it onto the wax doll baby, wrap it up in a silk cloth, And keep it somewhere safe. You want to keep it somewhere cool so it does not melt. This is a doll baby that you've baptized in your name, so it's you. You want to keep it safe somewhere. It will take the leftover wax, whatever is left, and you are going to dispose of it in running water at a creek or, or whatnot. You can warm up the wax again and then pour it right into the creek, walk away without looking back. This is my free spell for you. It's two parts, a um, mojo bag to keep for health and a doll baby that you will use to uh, eliminate any type of excess fat. Hopefully it, it was useful for all of you and, and uh, you know, you're able to implement it. Uh, let's see if, if Ms. Michael has anything else to add.
2: I, I'm just kind of speechless over here. I, I just absolutely love that work with the wax doll baby and uh, the mojo bag. Uh, the only thing I would add is to look up some scriptures, go to an online concordance or go to Bible Hub or Bible Gateway mm-hmm. and search for the word vanish mm. and look for, yeah, look for, uh, well, if, if your health has suffered from overweight, then it's certainly an enemy. There's a verse in Psalm 9 about all my enemies have vanished into everlasting ruins and you want that particular health problem to do the same. Uh, yeah, but there might been, you might definitely. find verses about about uh, in, about illnesses vanishing and troubles vanishing and you can put those in your uh, petition paper in the mojo bag.
1: There's also um, uh, a good one if you if you if you want to go with that particular. Theme Psalm 68:2. If you see them as as you see this bad health of an enemy, may you blow them away like smoke as wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish Uh before God. It's a bit of a a strong one. I'm not sure if I mean this is if you're really struggling, you can you can use it. Well, you
2: can use you can use that phrase as you can use that phrase as wax melts melts before the fire. So may my excess weight vanish away.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we have run to the end of our episode. Um, before we turn this over to Papa Newt, I just want to give a quick thank you to both Papa Newt and Miss Michael for really kind of going with the flow and and adjusting and uh, as we kind of had to scramble and figure things out live. Hopefully, the podcast uh-huh. uh, the podcast I meant the episode wasn't too bumpy. Um, We had some technical issues and some um, issues with our guests, but overall I think it was a successful uh, episode and it wouldn't have been possible without either of you. So thank you very much. And I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt to lead us on out.
0: Thank you, Conjurant Ali, and thank you, Miss Michael, for being our special co host today. I'm just unfortunate we weren't able to connect with John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee, but I'm sure we will have him again as another special guest. We do invite you to join us next week when we will have a special guest joining us, uh, and that will be a lum- a Luminaria Star, found at Facebook.com, Luminaria Star from, in the Pine Tree State of Maine, bringing us the wonderful topic on lucid dreaming. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Conjureman Ali at theconjureman.com in Mission Viejo, California, and Miss Michael at HoodooFoundry.com in Willits, California. I'm your announcer, pop joining you from Papa in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available and archived via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky like I'd like to say thank you for being here, and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Chug Band playing the Chug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye.
1: Thanks, Papa Newt. Uh, once again, thank Welcome. you for being a wonderful announcer, and thank you, Miss Michael, for being a great guest co-host. We. Uh, Love having you on, and you're always a blast to work with. Uh, We look forward to having Ms. Kat uh, back. She'll be back next week. Um, Until then, be sure to check out LuckyModger.com. All the the, the products we recommended on this episode come from LuckyModger.com and the forum at LuckyModger where you can ask questions about the products. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see everyone next week. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. Good night.